Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Today we're going to begin to talk about Christ. Uh, we're in this series, again, that they may believe. And if you can, put your finger in John 1 and go to John chapter 20. And the 31st verse is the last verse in this chapter. And I want us to begin to read that together because it's not only the goal of this gospel, it is the goal of this series. And so it says here... It says, these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. That means he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one, the son of God, in that by believing, you may have life in his name, uncreated life, life that no one can ever take away from us. Now, let's go back to John 1, and I want you to know that that's why uh, in this series we will end on Easter, and it will be a culmination that we're believing for 100 people to freshly, newly trust in Jesus with all their heart. We started off the series with the creed, because the creed, they show us the profession of our faith. I thought the testimony, and who knows who his new football team uh, will be, because when Jesus... The old is gone. And uh, let's see. And the Cincinnati Bengals have come. Joe Barrow. No, come on. Uh, no, we better get back. Actually, what they would do before they were baptized uh, 2,000 years ago, they would state this creed. It wasn't, I think we need to begin to address, we're trying to make it so easy for someone to believe, and in one sense we do, and that's why we exist as a church, that anyone, and we mean anyone can believe, they could become like Jesus, because it's not just believing. The devil believes in God, but he never becomes. And even today, you may have come into this service one way, but when you exit, you're leaving a totally different way because we're not just believing our trust, our faith in God. Really, it causes us to have a transformation where we become like Jesus. And if you'd say, why, why did God come? What is salvation? Salvation is when Jude begins to live and think and act more Christ-like. What is sin? When I live and think and act in an unchrist-like manner. And I believe when we become like Jesus, we become very compelling to an unbelieving world. And so we must know who we believe in. And that's what the creeds do. They show us who we believe in God the Father, Almighty, Creator, Maker of heaven and earth, of things seen and not seen. I love the next one. We believe in the one and the only Lord Jesus Christ, begotten and not made. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the author and the giver of life. Common faith shows us a power. Creation shows shows us the pattern of worship. Today, I'm very excited. We're going to look at Christ, and we're going to read in John chapter 1. Christ came to show us the Father. He came to show us the Father. However, he also came to show us what it is to be human. If you ever wonder what is it to be really, really human, Christ came to show us how to live as a human being. And so we're going to begin to read in John chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 1. It says, In the beginning 
was the word, that's logos, it's logic, and the logic was with God, and the logic was God. Then go down to the 14th verse, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Is that not good? And of his fullness we have all received from grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth or reality came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, sounds like the creed, who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. The Greek word, he's exegeted him. He has shown us, he's clearly told us who the father is. I want us to begin to think, when we think, or ponder God, they think about who he is and what he's like. I want you to think, when you think of God, do you think he's good? Do you think he's great? Do you ever ponder what he's like? Jesus, one of his disciples, Philip, said, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus said, Philip, you've seen me. You have seen the Father. I want to go and read this from the creeds. And uh, this is the second article of the Nicene Creed. It says this. It's, it clearly communicates a vital belief in our faith. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, born of the Father before all ages. Get this. God of God, light from light, true God from true God. Let's get this, begotten and not made. And I want you to get this big, big word, consubstantial. I'm going to say it again. Just think, break the word up. Think of Spanish, if you know it a little bit, con, like chili, con carne, chili with me. Okay, helping you out. Sorry, I know more languages than you. Not really, come on. So, okay, con, substantial. You could see substance in that word. So he's saying the same substance as, now a modern translation of this Greek would be the same person or the same essence. So that's why it says God of God, light from light, true God of true God, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made that were made for us men. That means women too. There's just using humanity. And for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit, get this, was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. And so Jesus comes and he shows us the Father because he's consubstantial. He's the same person. But I want us today, I want you to really begin to think about the humanity of Jesus. Uh, during Easter on the networks, they have many different movies about Jesus. And personally, sometimes I think I think they make him like a Marvel comic hero, that he really fully almost wasn't human. And I want you to know something that's powerful is Jesus is not only consubstantial with the Father, he is consubstantial with you and I, meaning that he is fully, fully human. And where you hurt, he knows Jesus lived in the same beautiful and broken world that we live in. 
sin. And that's why he is a merciful high priest because he's fully human. He knows what it was to lose his earthly father, Joseph. He knows what it is to be lied about or mistreated. Can I say whatever you have gone through in the last few years with the pandemic, don't think our God is so far off that you cannot relate to him. This, we don't have to speculate about God. The incarnation is so powerful. We don't even have to come as skeptics and religious people and say, well, where was God on September 11th? Where was God in 2020? He was right here all along showing us the Father, but also showing us what it is to be human and really live. Can you say amen? And we really do believe that. And so Christ shows us, I want you to do this. You see, God created Adam and then he created Eve. And in Romans chapter 5, it says, talks about the first Adam and the last Adam. I want you to write that down. In Romans chapter 5, it talks about the first Adam and the last Adam. And, and I love 1 Corinthians 15, 45. If you have your Bibles, go to Corinthians 15, 45. And you must know that Jesus is not only consubstantial with the Father, he's also consubstantial or same person, same essence that we are. And if there was a first Adam, and Romans said through one man, ladies, get this, sin didn't enter the world through Eve, the woman, because she was deceived. Sin is self-will versus God's will. And the reason why sin came through the man, Adam, is because because he willfully chose to go against God. And that's why Romans chapter 5 says, through one man's disobedience, death spread to all men, but through one man's obedience, righteousness has the potential to spread to all people. And so in the first Adam is death, but in the last Adam is life. And it's a life that affects our bios life, our suke life, but most of all, our eternal life and our spiritual life. And it's uncreated life and it can never be destroyed or taken away. We are now in the last Adam. Can you say amen? I love this scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to read it, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. And when did that happen? God had made him from the dirt. Then he breathed into him the breath of lies, more than one life. So spiritual life, physical life, mental, intellectual life. And I love this last one part of it it says the last Adam say that with me the say it with some attitude if you don't mind the the last Adam became a life giving spirit. I want to stop right now. Ventura is a hot spot for the Holy Spirit. The building that you sit in, if you don't know the history of this building, 6360 Telephone Road, in the late 60s and early 70s, going into the 80s, there was a genuine, authentic move of the Holy Spirit under a pastor by the name of Bill Gorell, and people began to receive the person and the work and the presence of the Holy Spirit spirit and I have been feeling lately that the spirit of God isn't finished with Ventura he's not finished with us here at 6360 telephone road and can I say yeah there was a first Adam but there's also a last Adam and we want to fulfill the last Adam's mission can you say amen and we believe that 
I want you to begin to think with me, what was the first Adam's mission? What was his purpose in life? Because the last Adam has the same purpose. It did not change. If you have your Bibles, go to the very first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter one. It's easy to find. If you're not new to the, if you're new to the Bible, just go to the first book. You see, I already found it. It's right there. Chapter one, and we're gonna read verses 26 and 28 to begin to see what is God's purpose for the first Adam, because in that we'll see God's purpose for the last. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Is there any ladies that ever dated a creep? You didn't know you had authority over that bug right there, okay? You did, ladies, you did. So let's go, verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Get this, this is God's purpose for us. Then God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on. On the earth. I want you to begin to give you this, write this down. Why did God create the first Adam? Number one, to have a relationship with him. And that's what God wants through us. The reason we're inviting people to Easter, because when we accept Christ through trusting him with all our heart, when someone is baptized with the man said today, I know what it is to be raised Catholic. I wanted to please God, but I also had the inability to please God. I tried to please God. And the more I tried, the more I sinned. But it was one moment of time in eighth grade, I heard you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I knew I had sinned. I knew I wanted forgiveness. But from that moment onward, when I said yes to Jesus, I remember where I was at. I was 14 years old. It was in Evergreen, Colorado. And I would enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm sorry to say, yes, I've sinned. I still sin. When I do, I repent. I confess, but I have to tell you, never once do I ever feel that my relationship with God the Father, the God in one, three in one, has never been breached. And even today, in that song, you know, it's not about striving. It's not about perfection. It is about trusting Jesus Christ. And man, my hands went up. I don't know about you, but I was weeping. It's still a real experience to me. And I think we need to revisit the day of our salvation. And when I was saved, I'm telling you, no one needed to tell me, go and invite someone. I went and told my whole family. They said, Jews got religion. Wait, wait, beware, you know. No, I didn't get religion. I entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And in that moment, that's when the Lord's table became real. That's when I wanted to be baptized. And yes, I wanted to share my faith. I didn't go to evangelism 101 school. I, Jesus moved into my neighborhood he forgave me he was elevating me to a higher standard of living and I wanted I'm in a relation okay come on can I say it publicly I'm in a relationship with Jesus okay I got to go a little bit further I'm not dating Jesus 
Some of you try to claim the promises of Jesus, but those come to those who marry Jesus and commit their hearts to Jesus. Come on, it's not a weekend fling for me, like, hey, let me get a little bit of Jesus, you know. Then I'll have a bunch of other things in God on the side, you know, I'm talking about little Messiah hookups, you know. No, I have a Jesus in my heart. Come on. And let me tell you why I cannot really articulate my brain in trying to have a world's religion comparative course that there is no religion or faith like Christianity. Did Buddha, is, was he God? Was Mohammed God? Was Shakespeare God? Was Reagan God? Was Clinton God? No, 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 no. Only God is God, but God became one of us. And it just shocks me if God was living a day, he probably would be driving, I don't know, a Prius. <laughs> and he'd have to put gas in his car. And he's lived 30 years going to work and never complained. Can I say when we are in a relationship with God, to me if I just was in the ministry, I'd be really happy. No, you wouldn't. Going into the ministry, if you're not called, please never do it because you're signing up to involve yourself with the problems and brokenness of people. Everyone say, I am in a relationship with Jesus. The next uh, purpose of God for the first Adam is this, not only a relationship, but character. That's why he said you can eat of any tree except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why? It was to test his character. Can I say, uh, my, how many of you, your character gets tested? Somebody's lined up in hell. We drove from Palm Desert, uh, Becky and I, yesterday, and uh, I hate traffic. Why would they have traffic on Saturday at noon going into Pasadena? Then you always have someone in the carpool lane going like two miles an hour. I, I failed the character test yesterday. <laughs> then I started blaming it. I, I think Becky's Tesla has a demon, I just want to say. <laughs> I tried to cast it out, it didn't work. <laughs> you know? I failed that test, but you know what? So I kind of got home and go, I failed the test again. But you know what? The last Adam whispered in my mind, he goes, yeah, you did. But he said, Jude, I passed that character test. And the father, when he looks at you, he's not looking at your character. He's looking at my character. He said, son, he said, yield to my righteousness. He said, your number one enemy of righteousness isn't your sin. It's you trying to make yourself righteous. Depend on me by faith that I have made you righteous. Amen? The third one, please get this, is that we would have authority with God. And we see that in Genesis. It said subdue. Write these two words down. Subdue and take dominion. I'm going to say it again. Subdue and take dominion. If you think of the word subdue, you can think of the word substitute, submarine, subway. That word sub in English means to come under. So for us to have authority, please get this, in culture, and I think what's happening right now, and it's my prayer in the days ahead, that our church will not only have power and authority in a meeting on Sunday, two services or online, I think it's time, I want to influence culture. 
Scripture. I believe we have authority outside the walls of this building where we could see education transform, entertainment transform, the marketplace. Hey, we had over 100 people at the marketplace event on Friday at Ventura College. Why? Because we want to have authority in the marketplace, right? But to have authority, you have to come under authority. And authority is meeting the one Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? So everyone say relationship, character, authority. And then the last one is to be fruitful and to multiply. I think sometimes as churches and people, we multiply before we were fruitful. And I will say we kind of did that with Agora several years ago. We multiplied a campus, and as we got into COVID, it, you know, we had moved into the cinema in Thousand Oaks, and they shut down. So really by sovereignty, that campus closed. However, I've been pondering, our DNA is a people was, I don't even think it was totally solidified, but yet as we went into the pandemic, we are healthier now as a community of faith than we've ever been in a 12-year history, and I think the DNA, it's not cut and paste from Seattle. We become our own people, and God is fleshing the image of his son in and out and through us, and now the time is that we can multiply. Why? Because we've been fruitful, then we can multiply. Can you say amen? Now, this is where I want to go as we end. If there is a last Adam, everyone say first Adam. Say last Adam. Say it again. First Adam. Say last Adam. If there is a first Adam, then a last Adam, we know there was a first Eve. Is there a last Eve and who is she? And I want you to begin to ponder this with me. Adam could have had dominion and subdued without Eve. He could have done that. Adam, if it was just him, he could have, when the serpent came, he could have said, no, I'm yielding to God. He said, don't eat it. I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But let me tell you what he could not do by himself. And this is why God, everything God created was good, 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 except when man was isolated and man was alone. And I want to say, as we're coming out of the pandemic, I appreciate there's still many people who view our services online. We welcome you. I think we need to make a concerted effort to come because it's not good for us to be isolated. And can I say, I want to ask this question. If, they did, if God didn't create Eve, could Adam be fruitful? If he did not create Eve, could Adam be fruitful? No. And if he couldn't be fruitful, he couldn't multiply. You see, we're not just trying to add new souls or attendance in our church. We're trying to multiply the life of Jesus Christ into as many people that we know in this county and in this region. And so I want to ask you, could the first Adam, be fruitful and multiply without the first Eve? And the answer is no, he couldn't. So this is where we're going to spend the next 10 minutes and we'll end. And we're going to baptize a bunch of people. Then who is the last Eve? If there's a last Adam, who is the last Eve? And I want to begin to say this. So you have the first Adam, you have the first Eve. You should begin to write that down. Then they, they made, they, they sinned, okay? I want to read what St. Irenaeus said. Being obedient 
The Virgin Mary became the cause of salvation for herself and the world. The knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by Mary's obedience. What the Virgin Eve, because Eve had not had children when they sinned, with the the Virgin Eve bound through her disobedience, Mary loosened by her faith. Comparing Mary with Eve, they've called Mary the mother of all living and frequently claimed death through Eve in life through Mary. I want you to begin to know God always planned to use not only Adam, but also Eve, because it was his mandate and purpose for the first Adam and the last Adam to be fruitful and multiply. And we see this. So after Adam and Eve sinned, what is the picture? Remember what uh, God said in Genesis 3, the seed of the woman. Women do not have seed. Men have exterior sexual systems. Women have interior. That does not belong to the female anatomy so it speaks even then that there would be a virgin birth. Jesus is not the son of God because he was virgin born. He was virgin born because he's eternally the son of God and so but we see this. There's a guy. His name is Abram. He has a wife. Her name is Sarah. It's Sarai then changed to Abraham and Sarah. They both were past age to having a child. Her womb was already dead. In Romans chapter 4, it says that Adam, I mean, Abraham's body was good as dead, and Sarah's womb was already dead. However, God began to show his power to raise up not only a father or a last Adam, but a last Eve, and Sarah conceived a child when Abraham is in his 90s. Then we see not only that, Isaac's born, then we see Rebekah. God sends through Abraham an unnamed servant. Can I tell you, I believe right now when you pray for that person, how many of you know right now the Holy Spirit's already going to that person, beginning to awaken that person, beginning to woo that person? Come on, it's not that you're going to have the coolest invite. If God could use a donkey, he could use any one of us. Amen? And so the servant went, and this is, get this, this is what Abraham said to his unnamed servant. Do not go to the daughters of the Canaanites to get a bride for my son. I don't think God was against Canaanite women. He was saying Canaan represented the world. I think in the last decade, too many of us leading churches begin to adopt what I would call worldly philosophy, trying to reach people, making it easy as possible, where it becomes a weak faith. Faith in God, and when tragedy or pandemic or life happens, they begin to reject God and say, oh, he's not there. It doesn't work. I tried Jesus. You could try Coke. You could try Pepsi. You could try Snickers, Doritos, or Taco Bell, but you're going to have to trust Jesus. And then all of a sudden, Rebecca came. Then we see also not only Isaac, we see Jacob and Rachel. And I want you to get this. How about this? Even Judah, who David came through and Jesus came through. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. His wife died. He had two sons. They died. And then he went, his daughter-in-law disguised herself as a prostitute, and she got pregnant with him. And Jesus comes through that birth line. 
Then we see Boaz and Ruth. Jesus comes through them. Then we see David and Bathsheba. Then we see Israel. And then I come and I ask you if there is a last Adam, there has to be a last Eve because without an Eve, Jesus, the last Adam, cannot fulfill the mission that the Father has for him. And that is for him to be fruitful and multiply. God longs to bear fruit for his son in the earth. And the last Eve I put before you is the church of Jesus Christ. It is us. It is us. And the next time the enemy trips your brain and attacks you, can I tell you, talk about me, smack against me, I may get irritated and you'll get a little bit of uh, flesh coming out of me. You talk about Becky, I'm telling you, we're going to fight right now. It's on like Donkey Kong. Come on. That's why I don't talk about other churches. I don't talk bad about churches. Why? Because it's the last Adam's bride. It is the last Eve. Can you say amen? I want to begin to tell you, Frank Damasio says this, the church is the last Eve. The church is both the product of God's purpose and the means of achieving God's purpose. Did you understand that? Without the church, the last Eve, we cannot receive what God desires. I'm going to read it again. The church is the last Eve. The church is both the product of God's purpose and the means for achieving God's purpose. Now, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is, is Revelation chapter 12. And it says that in uh, Revelation chapter 12, there is a woman clothed, get this, with the sun, the moon, and 12 stars. And she's getting ready to give birth to a man child. That means that baby is really big. He has a big head. He comes out as a toddler, all right? And there appears a fiery red, red dragon and he was gonna devour the child when she was giving birth. And he spewed out a flood of hell and evil to miscarry or abort that man-child. But the earth opened up and swallowed that hellacious pollution. Can I say stop swallowing everything that the world tells you? Amen? Now this is where we're gonna end. I know we're in a revival time. It's feeling the birth pains of an outpouring is beginning to happen. People even worship today. Here and watch, I watched you guys. I saw you. Yeah, they lift weights, but guess what? They were lifting their hands in church. Are you with me? And it's one thing to be cool in a club, become sterile when we come to church. But when you have the last Adam in your heart, you respond like the last Eve, then fruit will become out of our lives. But hear me, in the Old Testament, the deliverer of the Old Testament, I'm invite the keyboards to come up to let you know I'm trying to end right now. How many would give me five more minutes? One, two, three, four. Oh, I got another hour. My goodness. Now, get this. We're, no, we're going to end on time because I'll, I'll, these baptisms cool. Moses is the Old Testament deliverer. Anytime a deliverer comes to the earth, Satan's kingdom begins to attack. And what was the evil demonic decree that came out of Pharaoh's mouth? Kill all the babies. Kill the babies. Why? kill them before they hurt or kill you. Then there's a New Testament deliverer. His name, the last Adam, Jesus Christ. And when he's born, what did Herod say? Kill all the babies. Why? Kill him 
before he destroys you. In the first prediction prophecy in the Bible, the seed of the woman, women don't carry seed, literally will crush the head of the serpent. It says your seed, small S-E-D, will bruise his heel, but the seed, it's Christ, will crush your head and destroy your rule and come against your kingdom. There's the last Eve. She's being born now. And she is made of every kindred, tribe, nation, and tongue. She is made of rich and poor. She is made of male and female. She is made of those who are religious, but those who never were. She's made of Jew and Gentile. And you know what I think? That man-child represents the last day church. And when I see you guys on the front row, maybe you will be alive when Jesus comes and puts his foot on the earth again. Can I say, there will be a last Eve that lives in the earth in the end of time. And they will not succumb to a wokeness. They will not become silent. They will overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. And they will not love their lives, even to the death. That is the last deed. That is the last deed. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com and click give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.